0: Welcome everyone to That Can Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Uh, Before we get too far into the show, I do want to thank everybody who participated with our Fidget Cube giveaway. Uh, Our uh, entries ended yesterday. Uh, We had some fantastic last-minute entries, ones that were pretty darn funny, so thank you all. Josh will be picking the person who is worthy, most worthy, of the Fidget Cube uh, for next week's episode, so tune in Monday, May 8th, You will find out who won the Fidget Cube. And again, this isn't a knockoff. is a legit 100% official Fidget Cube. It's official. With clickies and everything. Yep, that nothing, nothing says awesome to an audio listener like a clicky sound. I also want to mention, everybody, if you uh, did not get the opportunity to win the fidget cube but still want to show off your nerdy side, you can always go to com and get yourself a T-shirt or a button. Uh, all the proceeds go to helping the show, so we thank you in advance for anyone who's uh, willing to purchase that. Brian Thornton, being the uh, most accomplished young man uh, that I know, has again put together a collection of the movies that are coming out this May, it is time for the blockbuster.
1: Brian, who's really good at Googling, apparently, and CJ cannot, because that's all <laughs> Brian ever does. <laughs>
2: Brian has masterfully and in an
0: accomplished way googled movies. Let's 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 be clear. It used to be, hey, Brian took some time out of his day, right? He got all the trailers together, he put them in a post, he embedded uh, the I trailers lot, in the post. The, the man made sure to get the official trailer, not the one that was like I, a repost from a too. fan. Like he made sure he got the actual trailer. And then and then it was, uh, listen, I put together the, the, the list. I have some of the trailers. I don't have all of them. I'm only going to do the ones that really matter. Uh, and then it became, hey, I, I put a trailer up. I know it's a couple of weeks late. I'm sorry. I stopped and now forming it's become, complete sentences. And now it's become, listen, I, I did this like three minutes before I came on here. I hope this is everything. I'm sure we're my, missing something. My,
1: my time has become shorter right now. I'm so sorry.
0: It's because I've become so accomplished In other areas of my life, and you forgot Sully the one month, so like we were talking about movies, and you forgot Sully, and totally cool to forget Sully. Not, not according to Laura Burns, and
1: that was like back in that opinion matters. Way to bring that up, God. All right, all right. Um, so starting well, I mean May starts summer movie season, and the only thing that is of note and that we all should care about coming out May third is Guardians of the Galaxy. I know for a fact
2: that Josh Burns will be seeing this movie opening weekend. It's an it's an opening night extravaganza for uh, for me and for Brian and for the Burns children and the Burns
0: wife. Gonna it's, gonna a a, thing. it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I'm gonna thing, wear a yeah. Star Lord jacket. It's gonna be. Yeah, awesome. so we're all gonna go see Guardians. Guardians looks amazing. Uh, yay! I am Groot. There was a meme actually I saw that said uh, Vin Diesel has made more money saying I am Groot than I will in my entire life. Vin Diesel enough. has made more money wearing
1: low neck t-shirts and driving cars than i will in my entire life so yeah.
2: i wear construction boots dark jeans and a beater that's my job <laughs> all right
1: so moving on to may 12th is the guy Ritchie film uh king arthur legend of the sword
0: yes please uh now hold on for may 12th for you peasants but i gotta see the movie already actually yeah how, how'd you whose like did you have to hump to do that uh I I cannot disclose who I had to trade Wait, you've seen it? I've seen this movie. I saw it so, on Thursday and and it was amazing. Right. Was it okay. super Guy Ritchie? It, it there was. Okay, so uh Jenny's not very familiar with Guy Ritchie besides the Sherlock Holmes movies, right? Uh, but there are some s- super guy Ritchie elements to this this film. I will say, however, I think this is a setup to a franchise, and bring it and bring it on. I want them all. Right. That's why it had a title.
2: That's why got. why it's called King Arthur. King Arthur colon
0: Legend of the Soul. It's why. It's why there was
2: a colon. Yeah. There's a colon, More which to means <laughs> franchise, and or. But, um,
0: it was great. They added some things to the mythology, but it was all done in a way that made sense and a way that you can appreciate. Uh, they left some things out purposefully just to, to drive it. it. Listen, it was it was absolutely uh, phenomenal. I do have one uh, great thing about the movie theater experience. Stop bringing babies to movies that are clearly meant for adults. That's all put, I have to say.
2: Just put the baby in the fine. jungle
0: gym. It, it was a right. free screening of the movie. Like, you had enough money to go get a babysitter because you weren't paying for the movie tickets. Like, uh, I Anyway, it was uh, it, it was great. I can't uh, – seriously, everyone was fantastic in it. Jude Law did, did uh, a great job. That's what job. I was going to
2: ask. What do we think about Jude Law? Jude
0: Law did a good job. The whole time after <laughs> – the whole time Jenny was watching the movie, she was like, he's going to be Dumbledore? I still don't know how I feel about this. Like – she just sees him now, and she has to, like, evaluate everything he does. But the film was phenomenal. I also saw someone else uh, there at the movie, uh, Tiffany. Uh, I ran, I talked to her, and she said that she absolutely loved the movie. Uh, it's typically not her genre, but the story was excellent, and the cinematography was amazing. So um, pretty darn good. So uh, De- May 12th, go see King Arthur Legend of the Sword. It was fantastic.
1: Okay, moving on to something you probably shouldn't see on May 12th. <laughs> but it's still on here because apparently people like Amy Schumer for some reason. I don't know why either. I don't even know. I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea what this movie is about. I refuse to watch the trailer. It's called Snatched. It's starring Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. She's probably gonna make some jokes about her vagina, and we'll move on.
0: Mm, it was so. It's so bad. Like this trailer.
1: Oh, you watched the trailer. Bad. I, I can't.
0: I can't bring myself. Yeah, watch the trailer.
1: I was in a movie theater
0: one time too. and saw this trailer. I haven't seen it. It's awful. It, she it. shouldn't
2: be available for public consumption. Amy yeah. Schumer. Yeah,
0: uh, I was gonna say don't don't talk ill on Goldie no, Honey. She's but, a she's a national treasure. Yeah, but not in this movie. She, she, Goldie Honey's a paycheck. That's <laughs> that's maybe, what this movie's about. Maybe. Moving on,
1: May nineteenth. Something that I'm actually excited for. I know someone else by the name of Paulo Castillo is excited for Alien Covenant, comes out
0: on May 19th. Which trying so hard to distance themselves from Prometheus,
1: but it's technically a sequel. I don't know. I know, I, mean. like, I know, but like they're not they're pr- not pitching right. this
0: as Prometheus sequel. It's Alien prequel. Like they're doing everything in their power to distance themselves from Prometheus. Well, so was Prometheus? That shit was creepy. Prometheus wasn't as bad as you're making it out to be. No, I agree. I, I didn't think Prometheus was a pile I'm not saying of, it was garbage. Bad. I thought
2: it was creepy as hell.
0: Yeah, but they're trying to to get a different audience to go see this movie. I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna see it. Why? Alien? I Alien have, no interest. I have Ridley I, Scott? I'll, go, I'll watch Alien. I don't wanna Yes, all great things, right? I don't care about this. I'm gonna just go watch Alien. Okay. I'm not gonna see Alien Covenant. All right. Covenant. Fine. All right. No sure. Fine. We're not going to argue with you. MK Ultra. Not going to happen. Not gonna
1: happen. <laughs> then you can also see on May 19th Diary of a Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. See
2: that I'm more likely to see. Well, he, Christian was a huge
1: fan of the first one, right? Yeah. Christian read all the books. Yeah. I mean,
0: Ugh. this is the trailer that that people should get fired for making. This is a shitty trailer. It goes on for way too long. And it's, it's just chock full of crap. Just chock full of crap. It's so bad. The trailer is bad. I, I, mean, I mean the movie's really movie is probably going to be bad too. But no, but it's everything that's wrong with a trailer. Like you, you just put – this is also a nondescript trailer, right? You can put in clips from nine other movies into this exact formula and still get the same result. This is a terrible trailer.
2: What did you think – and this isn't in, in the blockbuster obviously. But what did you think of the trailer for middle school, the worst days of my life or whatever?
0: Those were those were okay. Did they you see the movie? No.
2: Okay, so but the the trailer did not did not accurately describe, like, didn't give you a real insight Inside into of the movie what the movie's
0: going to be. The right. movie
2: was the movie was really good, but I feel the same way about die of a wimpy kid like i just don't think you can really do justice to the movie in a trailer because there's twists
0: and turns it, and i mean i'm trying not to pass judgment on the actual movie itself but the trailer is just no you just you don't pass judgment you just shit directly on it it's, it's almost
2: like dc made this trailer oh, <laughs>
0: oh,
2: <too far. laughs> i'm sorry
1: too soon too okay soon? well on a weird day which i believe is a thursday
0: Wait, how, what did everyone else? What did everyone else think about the trailer? I'm sorry, I'm sitting on it. I, I, I. It was okay, if you want to answer
1: your, to your question, CJ, I put it on there for Josh. Essentially, that's why it's in the list. Yeah, but
0: what did you think of? What did you think of the? It, trailer? It's
1: a typical kids movies trailer. I mean, all every kids movie. <laughs>
2: But Brian's like par for the course. I don't see what you have a problem with this trailer. For.
1: Every kid's movie is like that. It's like, let's take all the weird, funniest <laughs> crap. Let's throw it all together. It doesn't need to make sense because we're gearing this towards
0: kids. <laughs> for me, it's the same. It's the road trip movie trailer. It's the same thing. Just drop in your yeah, movie's it's, footage. It's like there's one guy who's like, I got the template saved, guys. Do you have the scene where everyone has their heads out the window, please? Thank you. Put that in right here. It's not meant for you, CJ. It's
1: meant for kids and just it's ma- market- it's marketing to kids who are me. old enough to speak and say, daddy, I want to see that. Daddy doesn't give a crap, but he's going to take his kid to see it.
2: It did its job. Exactly. I'll sit there and hang out on my phone.
1: Anyway, coming out on a weird day, which is actually on a Thursday, which is odd for a movie, is Baywatch with Zach Efron and Dwayne Johnson and Alexandra Daddario, among others. This looks great. I'm really excited to see it. I actually might see this in the
0: theaters. Oh, I'm 100%. Efron is hilarious. As long as it doesn't uh, Dirty Grandpa Me, we'll be happy. And and listen, Brian, the reason that they're doing this on a Thursday is because Thursdays count towards the weekend box office. And rounding out the month
1: of May on Friday, uh, May 26th is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, Obviously, starring everybody you
2: know. From the Pirates movies. You guys are so lackluster about this movie, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I'm going to see it.
2: <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Resurrection of the Franchise. I love like, the franchise. I love it. I love it. It's funny. It's always entertaining. Johnny Depp is always good.
0: They, they've they officially announced that like Orlando Bloom and everyone back. So, I mean, yes, I, I, I'm more bought into this movie. I, I don't honestly know – if I'll see it in theaters, or someone's gonna have to come to me and be like, "Hi, hype, 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 hype. All right, I'll finally. Yeah, there's I'll gonna go see have it. to
2: be like,
0: I, and I, I know this is the May blockbuster,
2: but I have to ask the following week, first week of June, what comes out? Does anything come out? What, when is the, huh? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, right? So there's not, it's not likely that I see Pirates because if it's like, I'm not, we know I'm not gonna go opening weekend and. If, if the if the next week or even maybe two weeks later, there's m- one or multiple comic book movies.
0: I, I'm just thinking for Pirates, right? It's the same week. It's the day after Baywatch. So I'll probably go see Baywatch before I see Pirates.
1: Uh, so there's your movies for May. Honestly, a little light than normal, but you have Guardians, you have Pirates. You, you have some pretty
2: – well, really – like I know May kicks it off, but you've got – you got, you've got – guardians and then june is when we really start to see the blockbusters roll in
0: yeah and and let's be let's be fair with guardians and pirates bookending this month it's a pretty big month the the in-betweens have to be compelling stories in order to go there and i think i said a good
2: chance the guardians outsells pirates on memorial weekend
0: uh yeah absolutely i think so too Um, well that's pirates opening weekend i wouldn't be surprised if that happens so, Brian, that's obviously the blockbuster for the month of May. However, you gave me a fantastic beacon of hope of another uh, a show that's going to be airing uh, on Amazon. The Tick finally got its release day. Um, when is The Tick coming to Amazon and I, can I has now? Well, no, you have to wait t- I, till August 25th. So that's not now. No. It's like
1: four months from now.
0: I want now. You'll
1: be okay. It's all right. I think they're they're only doing a um, ten episode season. If I read correctly, uh, premiering well, Amazon Video you know drops it all at once. So it'll drop at on August twenty fifth,
0: and um, yeah, should be good. Did you see the pilot? I have not, but I, I watched the like the trailer for did the Josh. Pilot? Josh,
2: did you see the pilot? Yeah, like when no the pilot. No, I saw the trailer. I was not interested because it seemed like they took a far less humorous and sort of. Direct and much more dark approach. They did, but they didn't at
1: the same time. So, all right. So I watched the pilot. What? So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gonna watch the <without> <laughs> Sure, sure, it, sure, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that's going on with Arthur is very dark and gritty. They they go into how his dad was killed by this j- big supervillain in front of him. How that's kind of messed up his mind and things like that. But everything the tick is, and every time the tick's on screen, he's completely the tick that you're used to seeing from the cartoon and from the Patrick Warburton. He, he's very campy. He's very over the top. He's very funny, and it's just like this weird kind of like. Let's take the '66 version of Batman and put him in the middle of Dark Knight. He, like he, he, like he doesn't belong. He, it, 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 but it's kind of funny when he's like interacting with these people because. Arthur's like, no, man, this is real life. I'm messed up. Like, I, we, the world is messed up. And he's like, don't worry, citizen. I'll take care of this. Like, it, it's it's good. I thought I, I enjoyed <laughs> it, and I was excited to see that they they're dropping the first season.
0: Well, so they're they're putting it together, right? They they're, they're got their peanut butter all
1: of- up in their chocolate. It's everywhere. <laughs>
0: well, uh, but as we learned with Sneaky Pete, right? The pilot can change from Amazon pilot season it to the actual can. series. So and we shall I mean, we'll
2: see when it drops, and probably should, right? right? Probably should.
0: Subject to change, but uh, yeah. But uh, that sounds good. Listen, I, I mean, the tick was such an interesting thing when it happened that I'm really excited to see a live action version, a and Amazon's been on version. point, yeah, with. I, I know, yeah but, yeah. but Amazon's been on point with Patrick with their Warburton content. takes exception to yeah. everything you do. I mean, he did produce
1: this this series too, even though he, he's not starring in it. He's still involved. So he's still, he still involved. In it. Yeah,
2: that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. This, that's so. very cool.
1: And, and the creator of the Tick, because of the way his licensing works out, has his hands in everything
0: Tick related. So, I'm excited. It looks good. So uh, around my uh, trolling of the internet, I found some interesting topics, and this one caught my eye. And uh, the the headline for this is the internet finds Tom Holland guilty for never seeing The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and if, you, if you're if you for some reason uh, under the rock, let me lift it up real quick and just shed a little light. that Tom Holland is the new Spider-Man, and he actually makes a reference to uh, Empire Strikes Back in uh, Captain America Civil War. But he was talking to Yahoo and said, oh, yeah, for just some reason, I just skipped the original Star Wars. Uh, but I saw The Force Awakens and Rogue One, and it was, quote, dope. Um, to which the internet said, oh, my God, I will mail you the goddamn DVDs. Will you please just watch the movies? Uh, to which has, all, has, has reminded me of many people that are around me in, in work and people that I, I, I know in, in social circles who haven't seen Star Wars and, like, it boggles my mind that they, like, never bothered to see any of these movies.
2: Or that they continue to exist at all.
1: <laughs> I didn't think these people existed either. Until I met who one of my best friends in the world now, who, when I started talking about Star Wars, goes to me and says, Is that the one with the, the, the big hairy bear man? And I'm like, The what? Yeah, the big hairy bear man. You like, <laughs> oh and then like God. the the green the, the green guy. Right? Wait, have you never seen Star Wars? No, I've never seen Star Wars. It never interested me. I'm like, why are we friends? We you you we can't be friends. And <laughs> we, you can't. No, you have to see these movies. She's seen them now, but unfortunately, there are people. Unfortunately, there are people in the world who haven't seen them, and I can't. Unfortunately discriminate against.
2: That doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense like, to me. And I don't know. Maybe Tom Holland didn't have like a TV or parents or friends or a conscience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's British, right? And to his, to his credit, it came out like, like, what, 19 years before he was born? Like,
2: everyone everyone in the movie except for Mark Hamill is British.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, but my thing is this, is that knowing that Marvel is Disney, I am uh, not surprised that it doesn't come up in a checklist. And it's like, oh, you haven't seen – you have to sit down. We can't give you the role of Spider-Man until you've seen Star Wars, I especially feel since like you're mentioning Star Wars.
2: If it's on Captain America's to-do list, you should probably figure it out, <laughs> right? Like as, as an American, if it's on Captain America's to-do list, you should probably get behind
1: Agreed. it. Agreed. Also, I heard that everyone's seen Star Wars except the people who were
0: in them because they lived it. They lived the Star Wars. <laughs> Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate it. So we also got some exciting casting news, and when it comes to the worlds of franchises and and bringing back some of the things that we uh, we love about it, Jeff Goldblum is joining the cast yes! of Jurassic World sequel. Exciting, <laughs> pretty sweet, awesome. Life finds a way. Yeah he he had said that he was he was not offered a role in the 2015 film, and it seems that everyone was very satisfied with the way the franchise was moving. Uh, and he reached out, they reached out, and they all said, "Yeah, sure let's let's totally do this again." Uh, I am really excited. Well, who doesn't
2: like his character? That's his what what i'm saying. great.
0: And, and, and the meme of him, I just want another moment where he's got the like, open shirt, buttoned like, up yeah. shirt open up. I just, it's he's all little, I want. It's all I want again.
1: Now, I don't know if he can pull that off. Still sexy. Still <laughs> sexy. <laughs> now, nah, having Ian Malcolm, I believe is his name, right, in the series, back, that would be awesome. I think that would be interesting just because, uh, Think about I mean just think about the character. The character went through this twice, has been very adamant about you cannot do this. Then they go ahead and do it and make a giant park out of it. I mean, his first line better be, I, I told you so. Fucking told you so. <laughs>
2: like, why why?
0: Why is this like, like, even I warned happening? You this,
1: like 15 years ago, and you went and did it anyway, and now this happens.
0: Well, and it's funny because Because the one guy was wearing the original Jurassic Park shirt in uh, Jurassic World, and he's like, isn't that in poor taste? And I just want someone else to be wearing that, and that's what sparks Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, wasn't it Jake Johnson? It was Jake Johnson. Yes, it was. Uh, Just to spark Jeff Goldblum going, oh, that's just uh, inappropriate.
2: No, he's Uh, not allowed to wear that shirt again. Like He was told, don't
0: ever wear that shirt again. Right. uh, Something strikes me that Jake Johnson is a man who doesn't listen to the man. Who, who knows what the premise of this is going to be? Because obviously it's not going to be like,
1: hey, after the travesty three years ago, we opened another park. It, it's It's, right, it can't it it's the Lost Island. They're it's just
0: gotta, doing it's, that it's shit. It's, it's going to be
1: B.D. Wong's character Wong. who went and stole all those samples to go to a comp- competing company. It's going to have something to do with that. I just I don't know what the particulars are. I'm not a screenwriter. <laughs> if I was, I wouldn't be here with you guys.
0: You're not a screenwriter?
1: I agree Go you're not a screenwriter. Screw screenwright. yourself, CJ. <laughs> I'm going to own my mistake and I'm just going to say screw you.
0: Continue. That's fine. Uh super excited to to see that. And I I'm I'm glad to hear that we're getting some of the old school Jurassic Park infused into the the new one. I want the kids to come back now that they're adults and be like,
2: "What the hell?" It would be pretty irresponsible to re-involve those kids. <laughs> like if they're already traumatized. Like the one kid is probably just, just rocking one back and forth. Just
0: one scene out. in a therapist's office. All I want them is just a, a TV interview. A, t- a TV interview of, you guys were at the original park when everything went crazy. Yes, we were. It was awful. And that's it. Right. I'll be happy. Just and, one, yeah, one scene also, of the kid going, nope, nope, also nope. Also, in jacket just going, I don't want to. I don't want to. right? right no nope, right. Nope, nope, nope. Salt exactly. me on the toilet. Getting by, eaten getting by T-Rex. Nope, nope. That's all I want. I think it'd be cool. Anyway. We also got some casting news for Disney's The Lion yeah. King remake. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa have been cast. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as Timon and Pumbaa. I have a love hate relationship Why? with Billy Eichner because like he's hilarious in, in moments in Parks in Parks and Rec, right? Like just he just he's gold, and his bit on a like Billy on the street. Is, is oh also my like,
2: God! Yeah. I'm totally behind this.
0: So great
2: with him as with he, him as he, he uh, is Timon. Timon.
0: He'll be. Timon. He is
2: Timon. Like he is a real life t- glass shattered just now. <laughs> Whoever did this may have actually been responsible for creating Billy Eichner.
0: <laughs> oh my God! You're uh yes right. So no, I see it. He is he is Timon. Oh my God! And uh, Seth Rogen as as uh, Boomba. Yeah, I, I'm okay. Seth, R- you're gonna get the Seth Rogan laugh, so just yeah, yeah, yeah. With that. he's
2: yeah, right. He's he's dumb enough to pull that off. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> is that the requirement for you? No, you have to sound dumb, and Seth Rogan can sound this is dumb. True.
0: He can sound dumb. Yes, yes, he can. Right, he can, he can sound re- just dumb.
2: sound really stupid, and that's I like that. So I'm I'm about it. Sure, like th- just think about his character and well, look. Think about think about his character in knocked up right, and just mm-hmm. make that a warthog. Or like a wild boar. <laughs> and you're pretty much there. Agreed, yeah.
1: But
0: he has had that operatic when I was a young water. Oh, Seth Rogen can do that. Come on. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure you can figure it out, yeah. Brian, what do you think about this? You're actually r- rather quiet about
1: this. I'm all on board for this. The moment they said Billy Eichner as Timon, I was like, yes. 'Cause like I because I think of every scene in Parks and Rec where he like starts freaking out and he's just like, Be- Because it's my passion, okay? Like like and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Timon! I'm totally on board with that. I'm totally on board with it. And and he like stomps off screen. Pumbaa is Disney's resident stoner. Seth Rogen is perfect to play Pumbaa. That's, I I think it's going to be great. And again, movies directed by John Favreau,
2: you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Also, I just saw the live action Jungle Book. Uh, it was last so good. Week. I loved it. So it was I mean, so good. yeah. I mean, really this good.
1: is a perfect. Recipe. I, I honestly, I don't know who they're going to cast as Simba. It, maybe they'll get Jonathan Taylor Thomas back. Who knows? Because he's an adult now. I don't know. Uh, but I think it'll be good.
2: Yeah, Donald Glover is
0: Simba.
1: Yeah, adult or young Simba, or are they doing the same?
0: I don't know. Donald Glover probably the same. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, he's I know he's a grown ass man, but yeah, but I mean, he can like, do a he could do he a could do, a, do young a young voice. He could do a voice like, for young Simba. He could do the Troy character as young Simba, and then you could
0: have somebody else. Maybe Danny Glover as old Simba. I don't know. Right. You have, you have Community Donald Glover as young Simba and the Martian Glover as old Simba. And James Earl Jones as Mufasa. All is right in the world. We're good. So, side note. Side note with a little bit of, of a personal life coming into this for, for the sake of uh, the, the show. Brian came to my daughter's birthday party. I did. And, and we, we got to We got to hang out and Brian came with his Nintendo Switch. And the first thing Brian did when Brian came with his Nintendo Switch was handed me a cartridge and goes, "Lick it." <laughs> Go ahead, lick it. To which I, without any problem, any and no questioning, group he was like, "Okay." Who? No, yeah, I no problem. But everyone else is like, "Why does he? Have, what do you do it? Why are you licking?" Uh, and to which I went, "Oh, oh, let me explain what happens, people, when you lick a Nintendo Switch cartridge here." It's it's kind of like, like mold. I want you to envision mold. You see a little spot and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. I'll, I'll clean that next week. I, I can't get to it right away. And then you come in the next day and it's somehow all over your freaking wall. All right. It's everywhere. How did this happen? The taste starts with, Oh, that's pretty bitter. To no, oh, at least it's just localized in this one area. I can get some oh my god, it's growing. Oh my god, it's my whole mouth. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Oh yeah, I love that. I it. You can't get it out. You just can't you're get welcome. it out of your mouth. It was awful. But it was great, and I got to hold the console. It was really nice. The reason I bring up the Nintendo Switch is because I was playing uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. But a fan has made a two D prototype of the game, uh, and it had released a demo on itch.io, so you can actually test it out and play it. Um, and it looked pretty cool. So Brian, did you get to see the, the trailer, and did you get to see the actual like prototype of this?
1: I didn't, I didn't see the trailer. I saw some of the screenshots of it, and it's just its just uh, your old-style NES Zelda just in the Breath of Wild map, and I'm okay. I'm really invested in the regular Breath of the Wild. For so, those of
0: you, though, who can't get a Nintendo Switch, you right? You can get it on just Wii can't...
1: U, too, people. Uh, yeah, but who has a Wii U? I do, but it's collecting dust because I, I have a nintendo switch now
0: uh but you can actually go ahead and kind of play with it until nintendo of course will inevitably go what the hell this is our intellectual property get the hell out of here and and they take it all down there will be a, a link in the show notes but if you've just been dying to break to, to play breath of the wild but don't have a nintendo switch it's just fun to look at this have a little nostalgia throwback but also kind of get some of the the modern uh the modern story and, and what's going on with it a
1: side note to the personal side note as you mentioned, I was at your daughter's birthday party and I got to meet CJ's parents for the very first time. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you and CJ are practically inseparable. How have you not met his parents yet? I don't know. But I met his parents for the first time. His mom's first words to me after CJ introduces me as, oh, hey, this is my my friend Brian. He does the podcast with me. He goes, oh, she's like, you give CJ a lot of shit, don't you? And I'm, like, (laughs) being preparing for the don't be mean to my son speech. And I go, is that okay? And she goes, I love it. (laughs) And I was, like, even CJ's parents think he's a douche. Awesome. I love you, CJ, but I thought that was funny.
0: So, Josh, I had sent you a link, and uh, I would love for you to just, if you would, just give it a quick look-see. Just give it a quick open. What the fuck? So there is a project – Right, And it's called Open Lara, uh, where it is a web-based PS1 edition of Tomb Raider. And you can use a uh, a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller if you plug it into your computer to control this web-based Tomb Raider. And the reason you don't hear any talking right now is because I have dollars to donuts that Josh Burns is playing it as we speak. Playing it as we speak. Brian doesn't really work on a mobile device. I, I, I fucking made it work on a mobile device. You
1: shot a dog. <laughs> I'm running into a wall right now, but I I own these. I own every Tomb Raider on my PlayStation, though. So
0: yeah, I'm thinking you have your laptop with you, right? You, you maybe uh, you're stuck in an airport. You're, you're, you're tired of your mobile games. You've listened to all the episodes of that kind of nerd, so you're you're current on that. And just want something to do. Perfect way to go ahead and using your keyboard play Tomb Raider. Pretty awesome. All right, that's actually pretty cool. I'm on board. The graphics are
1: great, actually. Well, the graphics are exactly the same as the PlayStation. <laughs>
2: but, but, no, but I, I get it. But like for you know for most of the shit that you play online, where it's just like a link and whatever, it's usually pretty crappy. Like this is actually very smooth. Now you just maybe just want to grab my Tomb Raiders.
0: So it's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised just how fluid this is. And here here's the reason why it's called Open Laura is because it's completely open-sourced. So the code is on GitHub. Uh, and there's also some uh, things on Facebook for it. So this is something that you could put into a website or put into a tool. It's, it's pretty darn interesting that we're ever doing this. This thing's crazy, dude. So, Josh, I mean, if you're... You're stuck at the airport a lot. Is this something maybe you would throw up just to see if you could get into it? Uh,
2: no, I don't think at the airport. But
0: uh, it is something
2: that absolutely at home, if I'm super bored, I would crack open because
0: it's it's pretty awesome. And, and as a friendly reminder to people, if you go to com and you do the Contra code uh, on our site, you can actually play Asteroids on our website. So if you need to just kill some time and feel like coming over to that kind of nerd, at least you can shoot everything and blow it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for everybody's favorite segment. It's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. So we had some of you listeners uh, send in some questions uh, around Cape Talk. Uh, so I want to obviously direct them to Brian. Our first one is from our super fan Ellen. She says, in the last Wolverine movie, he helps a bunch of mutant kids get to a safe place just over the border in Canada. I wanted to know if these kids would appear again in any comics, or if they don't, perhaps the story could become a Netflix original series. Since it's kids, they won't have to be too dark and gritty, uh, like Iron Fist or Luke Cage, and it could be lighter, more like Supergirl or The Flash, to appeal to a younger crowd. I feel Netflix writers could really create a lot with it, and it doesn't seem too hard to get Marvel's consent. So, Brian, what are your thoughts about this? Can you answer some of uh, Ellen's questions? Ellen, I
1: love how you dream. <laughs> because when it comes to Fox, they do not give a shit about what Marvel wants or wants to do or has any bearing on what they do. And I, I just – so, that, I mean, to answer your question, no, it will never become a Netflix series. It won't become an ABC series. It won't become an anything series. If anything, Fox will screw it up like they've screwed everything else up. Um
2: I want to know who are these children that Wolverine corrupted and made them Canadian. Um
1: I mean this is this is true. Uh and, and some of them like they they didn't give them names except for the one kid his name is uh it, it, I can't remember his real name, but it correlates to a character in the comic book named Richter, who it, it's the main kid at the end of the series who's kind of leading the tribe of kids. In the comic book he's not a kid, he's very much an adult and he can create, you know, shockwaves and you know kind of earthquake like phenomenon and things like that um so to answer your question yes they've shown up in comic books no you'll never see them in anything ever again because fox
2: (laughs) fox actually as soon as they got into canada fox murdered them
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's the untold story (laughs) all right our second question comes from josh walker he says, hey, how about for everyone's favorite segment? Proof that it is everyone's favorite proof segment. Proof is Josh's favorite segment. You guys segment. talk about your all time favorite comic books, either from DC or from Marvel, and why would should why we should read them and what your favorite stories were.
2: Since this is going to be ridiculous for Brian, I'm going to give him at least thirty seconds and say that everyone should read immediately if not sooner, the Todd McFarlane Spider Man series, right now. Um it is my all-time favorite. And then and then uh you should flip to DC and you should read the Nightfall story arc. Uh not necessarily in that order. I love both, but I I especially like the Bane origin story in the Nightfall story arc, but the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man series is my all-time favorite from Brian. Now, you can wow us all with your ridiculous knowledge, but what I would love is a A succinct and definitive favorite from both. That's very hard because it's like choosing one of my children.
1: I don't have children I know it is. But if I had to choose (laughs) between one of them, I'm sure it would be difficult. You want me to give you one from each?
2: How about a story? Well, it says from each, doesn't it? From DC and Marvel. Favorite comic books for DC and Marvel. (sighs) So now I expanded it to a storyline. So I'm giving us a little bit more latitude than Josh asked for. Because I don't think you can say one book. I I, I can't. And, and and I don't think
1: you should. And if Josh is asking, hey, if I walk into a comic book store right now, what should I pick up? I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wouldn't have a recommendation for you. Because I, I, I'm going to be honest, the, the true nerd in me, I'm not a huge fan of what's happening in a lot of the comic books coming out right now. So I would definitely say story arcs is probably a good way to go. And outside of the very i can't pick one there's some stories that you absolutely should need to read and the first thing that i should give everybody who has never picked up a comic book before is i let them borrow my Watchmen graphic novel and i have them read it because that's the that is my entry point into saying listen this is not just all about superheroes and 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 super and kitty stuff this is you know some real adult themed stories that can happen i love Watchmen. it's technically a dc vertigo book Um, so, uh, it's neither DC nor Marvel. So I'm going to give myself a patch pass on that. (laughs) And
0: I'm going to say if I had to pick
1: one of my favorite DC stories and I love Nightfall and Dark Knight Returns is obviously the next go to, but I want to give you something that maybe you haven't read before. I would definitely say one of two things. If you, if you want a short digestible story, that's about four or five issues long. Teen Titans The Judas Contract is a fantastic story. Uh, with characters that you're not really used to. It's it's the biggest character you'll probably know is Robin in that story. Dick Grayson Robin. Um, which is it, it's a really good story just about a these, you know, kind of sidekick heroes who kind of are like growing up. They're dealing with teenage things. And on top of that, they have these super heroics that are going on. They're dealing with betrayal. They're dealing with, you know, a villain that is completely out of their league. And it's an extremely well done story. If you want to read something that's a solid, like, 40, 50, 100-issue storyline, you need to read Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern, which starts with Green Lantern Rebirth and goes right into his run on Green Lantern, which will completely cleanse your palate of anything that you've known from the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, and... (laughs) <laughs> will make this character just as awesome as I think this character is for you.
0: I will say, for listen, for those of you who uh, are, are are starting to have your eyes glaze over just on the fact that this is way too much because Brian has a huge passion for this. I went to Brian, and Brian knows me, and, and we talked for a while. And I said, Brian, I need to actually read a, a comic book series. I need to read something. Uh, I need to actually go ahead and, and dip my, my toes into this what what should i do and this is a question he gets all the time and after discussion brian said go read spider-man big time i think it's a great thing for you knowing your love of spider-man and just knowing that you're you're really not uh, tied into everything that was going on with it go read this and go go see how how you like it and and i i liked it a lot i didn't i didn't get all the way through it and that's not on brian's recommendation or, or a remark on the actual comic itself it's my inability to stay focused and life things happening, uh, but it was really nice. So I would say this, knowing that Brian has this this knowledge pented up. If you were to tweet at us at that kind of nerd or email Brian at Brian at that kind of nerd dot com, give him a little background as to maybe what you like about superhero movies or what you like about uh, video games or whatever. I'm sure he would cater a reply as to what you should read. This is true. And it will be sent by CJ from the, that kind of nerd account because I don't tweet. And uh, and instead of you know uh, being overwhelmed and feeling that man, there's a lot of information Brian's laying on you. I'm saying I reach out to him directly, reach out to us, and and let us help you instead of having to just kind of go broad. We we'll, we'll we'll can definitely do that.
1: I'm completely okay with that. More importantly, I haven't done my Marvel pick yet, so
0: <laughs> I actually Please think if
1: you're looking to jump on into a, a solid story that is maybe a few years or. Old, but you can get current with which is what i recommended to cj spider-man big time starts dan slott's run on spider-man that is still going on today very solid work the the the, the common theme between jeff Johns' run on green lantern and this run on spider-man is they take a lot of the the continuity the kind of the, the past storylines they fill you in so that you don't feel dumb for not reading for the past 40 or 50 years you understand the character. You understand what's going on. You know what their motivations are. And they kind of clean up some of the past stuff that, you know, is a little confusing, a little stupid, you know, at times. So that's why I highly recommend both of those runs. So hopefully that's short, succinct, and maybe gives you some idea, Josh and Josh, um, about, you know, maybe where to go. But honestly, the best way to really get an idea of, hey, where should I start, is seriously do what CJ said. Tweeted us. Facebook message us, email me at all those websites that CJ mentioned before. I'm not going to mention them again. I definitely will think about it and put some time into it and give you a solid
2: suggestion. So I'm waiting. First, listen to Brian and do what he said. The The Green Lantern story arc is, is a bit longer than uh, both the ones I recommended. But first do what Brian says and then <laughs> follow up with what I said.
0: All right. So Brian, a super fan Brian Roman, had a two-part question. So I want to start with the, the second part actually first, and that is New York Comic Con tickets have started their sale, and right now single day tickets are only about fifty dollars a pop. Uh, are there any plans ongoing, or has San Diego Comic Con ruined all other cons for you? You ever been to a
2: convention or like any large gathering of people? So first and foremost, any like any time you need to get on the island that is Manhattan. It's, it's really impassable, and it, it's, it's difficult to navigate every day. But when there's an event, it's impossible. So, I, like, having only been to one Comic-Con, and it being in a relatively small venue in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh, and it was already sort of a sweaty, smelly mess... Like, I don't think I'm volunteering for New York City. Kind of ruined my answer then, Josh. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just me. It, it, New York Comic Con is happening October 5th through the 8th. Um, I will have a tiny infant child, so
2: no. That'll be less swelly and sweaty. Smelly, and smelly. Smeady, yes. S- absolutely. Sweaty and smelly. Smitty. Less sweaty and smelly because October, yes. right? So probably, you know,
0: maybe better. Uh, and, and so, I mean, here's the point. New York Comic Con reasonably priced, right? Fifty dollars for one day. If you have a kid from the age of six to twelve, Sunday only ten bucks.
2: What was San Diego, Brian?
0: Uh, per day, it, it's it's about sixty
1: bucks a day. If you go all four days, I, I believe okay. I spent about two hundred and sixty dollars for the the four days, which isn't bad. I mean, the the huge expense yeah. comes from buying there, hotel, all of that other stuff. That I mean, the fact that New York is kind
2: of in our backyard, it, it's a two hour drive away. Not bad. So let me I, I think I think the 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 number one thing here, and now that I know it's in October, I'm much more amenable to that suggestion. Uh, but I will say pro tip for everyone here, I want you to do one of two things, right? If you're considering going into the city three, four days in a row, even for a day, right? I want you to drive to North Jersey, Newark, Weehawken. Right, one of the Hoboken. I want you to take either a train or the ferry into the city and just walk your ass or Uber to the convention. Save yourself, please, the hassle and expense of driving or trying to stay in the city. You can get where? Where's the conference? Where's the Comic Con? Pulling that up right now. The
0: Javist. Javist. J a v i s t. Javits. Javits Center.
2: All right, so look, pro tip for those of you going to do the things, right? If you drive to North Jersey, Port Imperial, which I believe Weehawken, the ferry terminal that it will drop you off at, by the way, is an 18-minute ferry ride, which is pretty nice. Uh, It's going to drop you off literally next to the Javits Center, okay? I want you to drive to Port Imperial and Weehawken. I want you to park there probably going to cost you 20 bucks to park the ferry tickets inexpensive. right across the Hudson to the Javits center. If you're more inclined to take a train, I want you to drive to Newark. I want you to take the path train, which drops you off. I know this is downtown, not uptown, but drops you off under the world trade center, which I think is an experience. It's a cheap Uber. If you'd rather take the Amtrak, it will drop you off. Uh, at New York Penn, which I think is at 42nd. Again, Javits Center is at 39th. So you're going to be right there. But either way, these are inexpensive ways for you to get into the city. I've done this a million times. Please trust my advice.
0: Nah. Absolutely. You need to listen to Josh's advice no when it joke, comes to Even,
2: even as someone who is not as well traveled, like anytime
1: I need to go into the city, that's what I do. It, it, it's just such a pain in the rear end to try and actually drive into the city, let alone how expensive it is to park anywhere near anything. Once
2: you've driven in there, you still have to find a parking spot.
1: All right. So to answer your question, Brian, um, I love San Diego Comic-Con. I've only been twice in the past four years. And to be honest with you, I I just got my email saying, hey, registration is coming up and I'm not sure I'm going to go this year. I'm I'm not positive if, you know, that's kind of if I have the time off the funds, all of that stuff um new york's new york comic-con has quickly grown to be the second largest comic-con right next to san diego i have never been to the new york comic-con i i think every con has something special and different that it brings to the table and i'd love to experience it at least once so i definitely am considering i mean we should absolutely go this year i'm all for it
0: we should It'll go. be next year for yeah me. you're
1: gonna have an infant that's what you get for procreating um but Josh and I can go and we can have a blast Brian's
2: like you stole my name
1: so Brian no San Diego hasn't ruined anything for me it's it's absolutely the best and I highly recommend if you ever get the opportunity you should absolutely go at least once it is an experience Um, but I mean I I truly think that every Comic Con has something different to offer from the smallest ones to you know the larger ones like New York and San Diego so yeah I'm definitely going to go
0: CJ you had a second part to that question so Free Comic Book Day is coming up soon. Have you ever gotten anything worth a single damn from it? Do you think it actually has any kind of effect? Has it spiked in sales? Has anyone ever gotten anything good from Free Comic Book Day or gone in and then decided that they're going to start buying a slew of comic books? So really the question is, is Free Comic Book Day good? I I believe
1: it all depends on how your local retailer handles it. I mean, there there are... It, it, I, I really think it does make a difference. And, and having worked in a comic book shop for almost a decade, I can tell you, yeah, it, it definitely it brings new people in, people that would have never come in before. Um, depending on again how they advertise it. I mean, the comic book store I used to work for, they used to you know give out little coupons to. Um, they're still doing it. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. I I got one. I got there one. There you go. Him and, and like exactly. And then you come in, you get your free comic book, and normally they're. A lot of places have, like, sales and special events and costume contests and things like that that, like, really get some people interested in this stuff. The fact that they probably – because it's always the weekend a huge Marvel movie or a huge superhero movie comes out. They just went to see Guardians of the Galaxy or something, so they were like, oh, hey, let me check up on this or let me – Find some bargain books for a dollar or so that have these characters in it. So, yeah, I absolutely, I I mean, I don't have any numbers or schematics or anything to really share with you. But I do believe it does make a difference depending on how your retailer handles it. To answer your question as to have I ever gotten anything worth a damn, um, me personally as a comic book collector, I I can think of maybe one or two that I I still have that are in my, my collection. One of them actually has to do with the Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. Um, they were starting a big event and they did this little prologue story that was, you know, about ha half, half of the, of the story, maybe ten, twelve pages, that led into this big Green Lantern event. Um, so that was definitely worth it. It it added to the overall experience and everything. So normally every year they'll do maybe one or two of those. Those are usually the ones that disappear first. And then you'll have like your random, like, care bears free comic book day and things like that. That like honestly that the the kids will will pick up and be interested in things like that. So, the answer to both those questions are
0: yes, and it depends on the retailer. So here's the question I have: We just talked about, hey, what are your favorite line, you know, story runs of Marvel and and DC, and what, how do I get into comics? Right? And we said, hey, we're, we're totally open to tailor making uh, suggestions, yes, like a fine for suit, you. and with free <laughs> and with free comic book day coming on, it's a great gateway to if if this is something that you want to get into uh to, to start using, right? Start using some of these resources, start using these days.
2: Yeah. I'm not comfortable with you saying gateway and then using. <laughs> <You> know, <we're>, <laughs> <laughs> regarding comic sure, books, sure, sure. I think I think what Brian mentioned is a fantastic primer or introduction. And you can get more and more serious based on your, you know, what you want your level of involvement to be. Um, I think comic books can be fun for everyone. Especially when you get into graphic novels and things like that. It's it's a way to tie together whole storylines without buying a bunch of different books. Right. And I think that's pretty cool. So but everyone should try it. So I actually just pulled up this year's free comic book day list.
1: Um and when is free comic? When is it? It's gonna be May 5th, the Saturday, the first weekend in May. This Saturday. Yes, this Saturday. So here, I'm just looking at the list here, and I'm already going to tell you right now. There's a couple DC uh, one-shots or free comic book days that they put top secret on. I don't know what that's about, but I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a huge draw. There's a Spider-Man one that's going to be – that's top secret that they won't even show the cover on the list. A Guardians of the Galaxy one um, that they haven't showed the cover. So, I mean, there's four pretty solid books that are probably going to lead into some you know pretty big events for those characters. But also – you got some Riverdale uh, stuff, like Betty, a uh, free Betty and Veronica, a free Zelda book, which there's a huge right now. Considering you have the new show and the uh, Breath of the Wild game, there's a Doctor Who free comic book, Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> see here, there's a free Simpsons book, uh, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then like a bunch of little kid stuff. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that. Listen, you're not going to get the the best, you know, it's not a full story. There there tend to be, you know, shorter, um, bite-sized kind of editions. But, I mean, there's plenty here to get somebody interested in in maybe picking up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book series or Spider-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love this day. It's like my own little holiday. Once a year, it's great. <laughs> I'm going to be going to my local store. I was actually just in there today. I told them uh, the store that I used to work at, told them, hey, if you need some help, I'll be more than happy to help out or I'll just be here for the free comic book. So either
0: way, I'm going since one of my dreams, right? My nerdy dreams is to go to San Diego Comic-Con. It's like on my nerd bucket list uh, and hearing Brian. Oh, yeah, I've only gone twice. Oh yeah, And, and that's just something that that is part of his life. Josh Burns living the nerdy dream for his life got to go to the NFL draft baby but not just as like some guy in Philly who like paid a little little money and got in and, and drank a beer Josh had a full blown freaking experience Josh why don't you tell us your experience at the NFL draft
2: I I will I will and and it was uh, it was an amazing experience so as experiences go and again factor out moments right best moments of my life my, you know my children getting married stuff like that It was the best single experience that I have ever had, Um, travel-wise, just the whole, the way it was organized. And so here's the deal. My uh, uh, longtime friend of mine got married to this wonderful lady who works with me, and she knows how big a deal this was to us, this thing coming to Philly. She got a hold of the company that put this on. And she started emailing them relentlessly until somebody secured for us two tickets. It was not inexpensive. I'm not going to cover the cost of it. Um, but it didn't much matter. It, as far as I considered it at the time, it was a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity. Um, I got to be on the red carpet. When a lot of the rookies came through on Thursday night, um, I put a lot of this on, on Facebook Live. I have a lot more pictures and, and whatnot. I got to be in the draft theater for all the rounds, one through seven, three days in a row. I got my picture taken on stage at the podium where the draft. That was awesome. But right. Where the draft picks happened. So the picture that you guys saw was you know i handed the you know the people from the company you hand them your phone and they take a picture of you but there's a professional photographer at the other end of the draft fitter taking pictures and that's going to get emailed to me um we got to meet nfl hall of famers we got you know we got the the fast pass bracelets where we could skip ahead of every line for autographs for events um it was just the so the the thing that is, you think about the big sporting events, and I'll put this in perspective, right? While we were at the draft, there's playoff sports happening, NHL, NBA, and those each garnered somewhere between 2 and 4 million viewers for those events. The NFL draft is an off-season event. 9.2 million people viewed this event. This place Thursday night, there was a hundred thousand people on the Parkway. This was That's insane. They they followed the same protocols as the Pope's visit. Oh wow! Last really? Year. Really? Same protocol. Jeez! It's
0: like shut down the, streets. Like
2: sh- the entire center of Philadelphia was shut down. The the whole Parkway was shut down, and it was a it was the biggest carnival type experience I've ever been to. And you don't know any of these people. And and look, a lot of them are Philly meatheads, and that's okay, right? <laughs> um, but, man, every team was represented. All the colors were represented. And there's people I've never met, never laid eyes on before, in Redskins jerseys, coming up, giving me hugs. And one of the coolest pieces of all of this, uh, on the first day when we were on our way from – uh, a couple of the sort of main, uh, main venue event type booths and things to our VIP experience. I got stopped by a couple guys guys uh, who identified themselves as, you know, Redskins filmographers. And I thought, okay, fan thing, whatever. Um, and they stopped and they talked to me for a minute and they, they took pictures of, of the back of the Jersey I was wearing, which is a Sean Taylor, um, uh, a Sean Taylor, uh, uh 75th anniversary Jersey. And, Sean Taylor died far too young and, and my favorite Washington Redskin of all time. And I just thought these guys are cool taking pictures. There's a bunch of Redskins fans sitting around the fountain. I woke, uh, this morning or yesterday morning to my wife posting on Facebook. Uh, you know, this is a familiar jersey at a minute 30 in this video. I was featured in the Redskins official sights and sounds video. Yeah. I actually closed it out. So <laughs> the end of the Redskins sights and sounds video on their site on Facebook, it's Josh Burns, is, is me. And uh, That's look, great. This this was it was really, and everybody you meet was just thrilled to be there. Um, from the former players to uh, the Hall of Famers, joking around with guys that I watched growing up. Um, the I, the commissioner of the NFL who got booed every, every time. time he came on stage. He's walking by us, and I, 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 you know, his his security sort of ushering him through, and I just reached out my hand to shake his hand, and I said, "Mr. Commissioner, fantastic job, seriously, all class, all the way. Thank you so much." And I sort of, you know, went to withdraw, and he 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 gripped my hand. He said, "Wait a minute, are you enjoying yourself?" And I said, <laughs> "Are you kidding? This is like the this is like the best day ever." This is a, right? Yes. And he said, How do you feel? Like, you're, you're a Washington fan here in Philadelphia. How do you feel we did for you? And I said, Are you what? Look, <laughs> look around you. There's a ton of maroon and gold. We all love being here. This is amazing. He said, Look, I'm thrilled you're having a good time. Thank you. And he, thank you for coming. <laughs> and I'm like, What? You,
0: you're welcome, right? <laughs> you didn't have to thank but me, man. Thank you for doing this. The
2: commissioners hugging kids, the, the NFL folks. They're they're bringing kids up on stage. They're they're making a big deal out of the future of the sport. I couldn't. I can't say enough about the experience. And and obviously, I'm already a diehard fan, but this solidified it. Christian was living and dying with every moment. Right. He he was watching me live, and he was. I was sending pictures. This, this
0: was just the most amazing experience ever. And this is really what we love about that kind of nerd, right? Is that we know that the word nerd doesn't have to be focused just around technology and gadgets and comics and movies. Uh, we again are defining the word nerd as a person with a desire to consume all knowledge about a topic and share that passion with the world. And it's so great, uh, to, to see you, Josh, living that moment. Uh, getting to, I mean, getting on stage to me, I, I saw that. I was like, "That's your, that, that, that's it. You hit by a truck tomorrow." All right, right. all right, we're happy man. Check all the all the lists have been checked. Um, so I'm very happy to see that you got to to live out this this nerdy dream of yours, and uh, the circumstances behind it too are are pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so just, just so happy to, to see you there. And, uh, thanks for posting all the stuff online too. We, we greatly appreciated it.
2: Even I watched some of your live videos. Right. W- were they at least, Brian? I mean, not, not understanding all the subject matter. Was it at least entertaining?
1: Oh, it was absolutely entertaining. Josh, first off, you always entertain me. I was like,
2: oh, there's a stage. There's a lot of lights. Oh, there's Josh. I love Josh. He's great. Christian said to Laura, is it just he's really excited or is it all the beers? And Laura went, yes. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> so again, we want to hear your passion, right? What, what are you interested in? Apparently this week uh, it is comic books, all right? The, you asked for it. You got it. This is your comic book heavy episode. And before we wrap the show, we do have a new five-star review on iTunes that I wanted to read. Uh, the title is Awesome Show. This podcast had me hooked from the very beginning. It's entertaining on so many levels, and the hosts are hysterical together. I love the bantering that goes on between the three of them and looking forward to hearing new shows every Monday. My favorite feature is Cape Talk. If you're a nerd of any kind, this show is for you. That sums up this whole episode. A nerd of any kind, this show is for you guys. So why not have your voice on the show? Call our phone number, 484 484- three seven three four one one nine you can email us anytime 24 7 podcast at that kind of follow us on facebook and twitter to search that kind of nerd and on instagram at that kind of nerd podcast thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work and we will see you all next week if you love comics
1: and sci-fi and technology television, video games, and fantasy. Well take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha, as a plot point was just too absurd and Apple versus Android is a case to be heard and that Josh Trank's new Fantastic
2: Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd.
1: I'm messing with you. Kind of the way things work here, CJ. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's a pattern. CJ tries to introduce a topic. I make fun of topic. Then I agree that topic is good. Derail. Then we derail the conversation with Josh's comment. And then we go back to the original topic, say our thoughts on it. Then CJ segues it to another topic that I then talk over him.
0: That's the podcast. You just described what we do every week.
1: I know. It's why it works. I'm just (laughs) saying. It's worked for 102 episodes. Why break the formula now?
0: Beeddy Wong.